Hey, good morning, my friends. Skip here. June 11th, just a pinch before 6 a.m. Hope all things are well with you. It's a Sunday morning. Uh, so, big day ahead of me. This will probably, I'll probably publish this today, but this will probably be June 12th's podcast also, because I have a late night. Uh, I'm going to Bonner Springs, Kansas this afternoon to see a rock concert, so I will be home very late, and chances are I won't want to, I won't be quite as motivated tomorrow morning (laughs) as I am this morning to give a podcast. Cool morning here. Uh, it's clouds, the the cool air is kind of blowing through, which is refreshing since we've been so warm lately. So, uh, I greet you on a uh, cool June 11th morning, and I hope things are well in your life. A lot of, a lot of things rolling around my head and my heart as a topic, and you know, one of the ways, one of the things that I draw upon in order to share a topic is sort of where I'm at spiritually myself, what I'm feeling, what I'm encountering on my journey. Uh, so I'm going to share some some stuff about that. I do want to offer to you, though, uh, the usual but very important caveat with my podcast, and that is this. I don't have all the answers. Uh, I am speaking from my own experience. Yours may be different. I very well could be wrong, my friends, about so much of this. But I think at the core that love is the reason for human existence, I think I'm right. Uh, I say all that to simply say, take what you need, leave the rest, my goal here with finding meaning is to give you one more tool in the spiritual tool chest to to help to assist your spiritual journey. The other thing I want to say is that I'm convinced that living out of a more non-dual existence, a non-dualistic way of thinking is important. And I've done a lot of podcasting lately on dualism and non-dualism. I'm, I won't go too far down that road right now. But I say that to simply say that we are trained, we are formed, and we are living out of a reality, regardless of where we're at on the spiritual path. We are sort of in this reality that we've created where our language, our thinking, it's all based in dualism. And so it's, it's tough. <laughs> it's tough to talk about, to write about, to, to explain non-dualism when you're stuck in that place. So uh, bear with me uh, as I launch into a topic that's going to sound dualistic, uh, but hopefully not judgmental. Let me get a drink here. Uh, because I'm not, this isn't a judgment. There may be some frustration with what I'm saying, 
but there's no judgment because I've come to understand that like myself, like you, like every other human being, uh, we can't randomly go about doing, saying, and, and, and being bad. But there are reasons why people are the way they are. And, you know, what I mean to say is there's always a need for accountability when someone does something intentionally egregious. Uh, but, you know, there's a reason we are the way we are. And I, I want to go down that path a little bit in the next 10 to 15 minutes. We are data gathering machines. You, you've heard me say that many times. We, we gather in data and we store it. Uh, we perceive it and then we project it, some part of it back into the world. That data we collect is vital to forming who we are. It can either advance us spiritually or it can detract from our spiritual life. And there is a, a way in which uh, we can be formed or we can begin to reform how we think in order to sort of swim to that deep end where we might find a few more answers. And the beginning of that process of learning how to be a little more uh, deep, a little have, have a little more depth in your life, is really understanding, first and foremost, at, at some level, <clears throat> excuse me, to some degree, that the way in which we perceive is not completely right. Uh, the way in which we act certainly is not completely right that just because we are us doesn't mean our decisions are, are the best, are the most correct, are the most informed, that the beginning of thinking deep enough to understand something like non-dualism, and I'm not saying I understand it all, hear me, I'm still working on it, but it, it takes a lot of humility to really be able to know, more than just say, but know you don't have all the answers, nor can you intellectually get all the answers. That ultimately, your intellect, your capacity to philosophize, your capacity to reason will only get you so far. That at some point, you have to have the depth uh, of authenticity to be able to say I don't have all the answers I'm not going to tie this up like a neat bow now people don't like that because we are built to have answers right we are built to resolve we are built to we are programmed to uh, tie things up so they make sense and we can move on the spiritual life is, is about not worrying about having things tied up neatly. It's about remaining open to growth and questioning. Now, I say all that to simply say uh, 
that that's a rare thing, my friends. The capacity to ask questions, seeking deeper knowledge, deeper transformation, rather than asking questions to validate your own thought. That's a rare thing. And I, and I hope that you're able to do that. I, I work on being able to do that. I was in a conversation with a, a young, I got a couple young listeners to my podcast that will contact me once in a while, personal friends. Uh, one's 23, 24, and the other one's 21. And I enter into these sort of deep philosophical questions with them. And, and I think it's so cool. Uh, I think it's so vital to have people that young uh, and people who are 30, you know, 40, who are willing to engage in a exercise of learning because I learned from them too however I say that uh, because that's a rare thing <laughs> it's it's a rare thing for anyone to in our world to dip their toe into something they don't know because they don't you know we we don't really know the next paradigm we don't really know the next iteration of our spiritual growth. We can only trust that it's there and question and grow towards that. The problem or the challenge, let me say it that way, the challenge is this, is that we are programmed to, to rather than seek transformation, seek validation. Let me say that again. We are programmed to seek validation and not transformation. Let me say a few words about that. It's really important. A lot of the reasons people go to a religion or to a political party or to an institutional, established institutional way of being, left, right, center, doesn't matter, is because somewhere in their existence they were taught that that's the correct way to believe. And so they seek out ways to validate what they already believe. I cannot tell you how many times people would come to one of the churches I used to serve as a clergy person and say, well, you know, we went to this denomination and that church and we're just trying to find a place where we belong and where we agree with the preacher. You know, when I was new into the ministry way back in the mid-90s, that made sense to me, right? Of course. I mean, you're just trying to validate what you think's right because you're right. I've come to understand that that whole notion is wrong. <laughs> that when we seek to be validated, when we seek to be affirmed in our already established beliefs that really is a is a monumental lack of awareness. And folks, I'm not just talking about, you know, conservative or progressive or any of that sort of human nonsense we put on, these human nonsensical labels we put on things. 
I think that we all do it, regardless of who we are. We are all scanning reality to validate what we already believe because we want to sit back and have some satisfaction about the fact that our beliefs are the right beliefs. The problem with that is, is that's the false way of reality. That's the false construct of reality. And, you know, when you join a religion or you join a, a, a secret organization or you join just about anything, you make some pledge. Whether you sign a card that says you're a member of a political party or you stand up in front of a bunch of people and profess something, you're saying, my belief is this and I am validating it. <clears throat> and a lot of people in this world will say, well, that's the right thing. You know, that's, that's what you should do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this, that that actually hinders your spiritual growth. That certainty has very little place other than knowing on some deep level that love is a component of, of our authenticity. And even in that, the certainty has to be understood in ways that we understand that we don't understand. <laughs> I know that sounds confusing. But even if we say love is our religion, which I do, I don't fully know what that means completely because it's such an expansive thing. So I approach that with some fear and trembling, my friends, because we often, when, when, when we try to validate rather than let transformation happen, when we try to preserve rather than transform, that's when the computer locks the information in and we stop growing. And I will tell you that <laughs> the ability that some of these younger folks have that I've encountered to question is it's refreshing to me. It may be what keeps me going sometimes because I see a vast world that doesn't. I, in my society especially, but I think anyone can say this, I, I see this rush, this charge, this running as fast as people can to places and people and things that validate an already set of prescribed beliefs and habits rather than seeking personal transformation. The idea of finding meaning, and I think the idea of healthy spirituality, is about seeking transformation rather than preservation. It's about seeking transformation rather than validation. We live in a world, my friends, that is becoming more and more about and maybe it always has been, but you know, maybe instant, in, instant information, instant communication and technology has changed this. But uh, 
we live in a world where that idea is becoming really foreign to what it means to be human. So I say all that in sort of dualistic language, because it's really all we have, to simply say that you can't judge other people. You can't judge where they're at on the spiritual path. You can't view and pro process everything in reality as right or wrong according to how you think and believe. That at the core of these conversations with these younger folks I'm having, I hope is a, is a desire to transform, at least a very deep, deep understanding that they must participate in some level of transformation. Because this Sunday morning and last night and, and any other day, all, the whole world is full of people who will go to worships and political parties and um, websites and news programs simply to validate how they believe. Now, let me say this, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end. There are some beliefs in the context of the false reality that are closer to authentic than others. And if you're able to question and really be self-aware, you'll see those. You'll see those. Anyway, there you have it, my friends. I'm blathering on. Take care, and we'll, uh, we'll see you in a couple days. Bye-bye.